Today's video is all about how to retire by the age of 30. And if you're already very close to the age of 30 or over that age, then how do we retire as quickly as possible, much earlier than the typical retirement age. So with that, let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox Podcast. Yes, that's right. We're going through this really important question. How do we retire very early, quickly, much earlier than the typical retirement age? Well, I want to shout out John. Thank you very much for asking this question on Facebook. You are uh, the lucky winner of getting this question answered. And I'm sure a lot of other viewers, listeners out there want to hear this question too. I know I get it a lot in my coaching. So that is why we're covering that today. So let's really break this down. So for us to retire early, we need to be able to cover our cost of living. How much it costs for us to live our life, an enjoyable life, without having to work. But let's caveat that. I don't mean having to work at all, because in practice, we enjoy working. It's part of being human. It fulfills us. So it's more without having to do work that we wouldn't normally do if we didn't need the money. Make sense? So a lot of people say, yeah, I really enjoy my job. I'm so glad I do the job I do. But those people, and if you're in that boat too, ask yourself, if I didn't need the money, would I still be doing it? And if the answer is no, then listen up, because it's also about not having to do those jobs too. So we can spend a lot more time doing things that really mean something to us, so we can have a more enjoyable, fulfilling life. Right, so now we know the framing, kind of the exam question. Well, let's break that down. So we need to be able to cover our cost of living. Well, the first thing we can do is reduce our cost of living. Because a lot of people out there, you know, they say, oh, you know, it costs so, you know, we barely can scrape enough money to, to, to cover what we need to spend each month. And those people saying that spend a really variable amount of money. Some people are spending a thousand pounds a month, some people are paying five, ten thousand pounds a month, and they are still saying the same thing. So the first point to make here is that it's not just about making more money uh, and in ways where we don't have to, to work uh, hard to do that. It's also about thinking about how we're spending our money and reducing it. I mean, I certainly saw that and it was one of the first things I did because when I started this journey, I didn't make much money and I wanted a cool life. I wanted a fun life. And so really the, the main way I could do that at the time was by reducing my cost of living. And reducing your cost of living does not mean a worse life, a more boring life. Absolutely not. You know, there's so many things you can do, right? So, uh, you know, for example, if you think about a lot of the things that you enjoy in life that bring you great love and well-being and fulfillment a lot of these things cost very little money if anything so if you think about it if you start to spend more time and attention on the areas that cost very little or nothing and give us a lot of enjoyment from life and we spend less time attention and money 
on those things that cost us a lot of money, but don't give us that much enjoyment. The net overall will get more enjoyment, more fulfillment, and we'll spend less. And the less we spend, the easier it is for us to retire and become financially free. That makes sense? Yeah? So I think that is really powerful and don't underestimate that piece of all of what I'm gonna talk about, all right? And if you feel you're one of those people that is spending quite a lot of money, you feel those areas that you can really work on, I really encourage you to go through all of those areas you spend money on and really pick them apart and see whether you could do things differently. Okay, so the second one is about finding a method for us to essentially get uh, this money coming in each month to cover our cost of living without having to work or working in a way that we would want to do it anyway, even if we didn't need the money. Okay, so a few examples. I've got, I'll give you three examples, three very powerful ones, ones that I see often uh, in people who've achieved this and I've used all of these at various points. First one is property. Property is a very popular one because it gives you reliable income. So if you own a property, then all of the numbers around that, all the various costs and income are not 100% known, but they're, they're known pretty well. And so if I buy a particular property, I see that property and I work it out, then I've got a pretty strong confidence around where that income's gonna come and all the various costs around that. And so I know, with pretty good certainty, depending on the property, and we can't control everything, but compared to a lot of other areas, it's a very powerful way. So I know that if I buy a particular property, then the income I'm gonna get from that can be a certain amount of money, and that can add towards the amount of money I need to cover my cost of living. Yeah, so, and if you really want to do, so there's two ways you can kind of do it. If you enjoy working on property, which I do, I love it. I would do it even if I didn't need the money, which I don't. Uh, I would still work in that area because it's a passion of mine. Now, not everyone is in that situation. So if you are, you can buy the property in such a way where you don't need to manage it. So there's very little touch points. And the most common way to do that is to buy the property and then have a company manage that for you and pay them an amount of money for that and then all you need to do is factor that in so what you need to do is accumulate some money and then buy that property and we'll come on to that accumulation of wealth uh, later because that's a key part of this so the second step is to find a fun way to work that allows you to get this money or a way where you don't have to do any work property is one example second one is what i call portfolio investing. So that is where you are investing in a number of different things that when you put them together reliably over the medium to long term, go up a certain amount of money. And by knowing that, okay, once you've built up a certain amount of money in that portfolio, if you know that reliably, for example, a particular portfolio investment will go up by 10% every year. Now, not every year, but on average. So maybe 
on average over the you know five to ten years that portfolio will go up by 10% a year. So then what you know is if you take less than 10% of the value of your portfolio every year, then the portfolio on average will go up more than what you're taking out of it. And so even though you're taking this money out to live, to have a great life, to retire, the pot of money that is invested, that is making you money, is actually staying the same or going up in value. Does that make sense? So I'm gonna go over that again because not everybody gets it. If you have a portfolio invested where you know reliably you're getting a certain percentage, let's say 10% every year on average, and you're taking less than that, say 7%, then you know that over time your portfolio will go up in value while still being able to live off that money you're taking out. That's the second one. And then the third one is about finding a fun job. So what do I mean by this? It means doing something that allows you to make money that you would do even if you didn't need the money. Now, for some people you just think, well, that's crazy, I wouldn't do any job. Why would I do a job if I didn't need the money? Well. If you are in a situation where you need money, that's a common thing people think. But what often happens is, when most people come to a position where they can retire, they may take some time off, chill, relax, not work, but very quickly they get restless, they get bored, they want to do something to fill their time, they still get meaning and fulfillment from it. So a good way to try and answer this question is to think, okay, let's imagine tomorrow I woke up, I looked at my bank balance and I was financially free. Money was not a restriction. What would we do with our lives? What would you do with your life in that situation? What kind of work, what kind of missions would you apply yourself to? And are any of those things that you would naturally make money from as a result of it? Would you create a business? Would you create some charitable work? What is it? If there are areas that are coming up for you that involve being able to make money, like building a business that um, brings purpose and some kind of improvement in this world as an example, that would be a good example, right? So the work that I'm doing here, the money paradox, this is something that I do as a great passion and I would do it uh, regardless of the money but I make money through this uh, through this organization as well right it is it is a benefit but it is not the main requirement make sense so three examples property portfolio and a fun job now you can pick one or you can pick a number of them I used all three and I encourage you to do that as well because it's easier when you have multiple streams. It's kind of less risky as well because you can kind of spread attention and obtain a source of income from, from many different areas, okay? All right, so that is your method. That's the second one. The third piece is now you know how you're going to retire early. The next thing is you need to then build wealth. And you want to build it fast. 
because two of those three examples I gave need wealth to do it. Property and portfolio both need money to invest. You need money to buy a property and you need money to invest in a portfolio. Now, some methods don't rely on money. For example, you could do rent to rent in the property sphere. Uh, but I caveat that though, because if you're doing it without money put in, then there'll usually be, not always, a lot of work involved in doing it, in running it. And so therefore it's not really passive income, you are still working, unless it's a fun job and you enjoy it anyway, and then it fits into that third category. Yeah? So, third stage, how do we build wealth fast? Okay, so the best way to do that is by 10xing your income. What I mean by that is coming up with ways where we turbocharge our income, we accelerate and really increase our income to a really high level. The higher we, the, we increase it, the more we can save relative to what we're spending, okay? Now I'm gonna go through some examples on how you can do this. And we'll start from standard, very kind of typical employee related type ways all the way out to business related ways, okay? It's kind of like a spectrum raising going from one end to the other. So first one is promotion. And the best way to do this generally is to look at your job and think, how can I add more value? A lot of people, they turn up to work and they think, oh, you know, all I do is I just get paid a certain amount of money for how many hours I do usually, is how a lot of people think. But if you think like that, your income is going to not move very far because really you're not getting paid for how long you're there, you're getting paid for the value you are providing your employer. It just so happens it takes a certain amount of time for you to give them that value. If you could prove to them without a shadow of doubt that you can add twice as much value in the same amount of time, then there is no reason why they wouldn't want to pay you twice as much. In fact, you could get them to pay you 50% more and they are in a much better place getting a lot more value from you and you're in a lot better place because you're getting a lot more money from them. Win-win situation. So that's really at the, funda the fundamentals of this. So think about it. if you're an employee, think about how do I add more value to what, uh, what I can do at work and then come up with various ways and then show them how you can do that, prove it to them. And if you can prove it to them in a way where they feel confident enough to be able to buy into that, they will be, they will be more than happy to give you more money as a result. Now, another way, or if a way that, or if that's not working, is to take what you're currently doing, but doing it in a different sector or another industry that values that work more. So think about it, if you're an accountant as an example, and you're doing accounting for small, low, low profit uh, industry, where they're not making much money, and if you're auditing and you're doing various accounting type things for those particular companies that don't make much money, well, they don't have much money to give you, right? They're not valuing that work because it's not really changing uh, how much profit they can make in a very big way. But if you're providing accounting services, for example, to big multi-billion pound companies or industries 
where they're making a huge amount of money at the time, I don't know, let's say for example, tech, technology at the moment, uh, technology businesses or uh, online businesses and so on, at the moment are making a huge amount of money. Anything that's involved with kind of future tech as well, huge amounts of money. So if you're able to provide services to those types of companies, like accounting, you're a lot more likely to get more money because you providing a service to them, helping them make more money, will allow them to make far more money than some other company. And so you will naturally find accountants in those sectors or industries will get paid more. Another way is to move into an area or sector where there is more demand relative to supply. So as an example, if you take project management work, or just general consulting work in IT, you generally get paid a lot more than other areas. And that's because there is a bigger demand for IT consultants and there is less supply relative to other industries. So naturally, they'll pay you more because the market is working in your favor. Right, third one, freelance. So take whatever you're doing, and if you're working for a company, take whatever you're doing and find ways where you can provide that service directly. Not necessarily through your own company, technically it is, but it's not really a business with lots of employees. You're still potentially one person, but providing that service directly. And, that's big, and that, that can be one of the most powerful ways to earn a lot more money fast. Generally speaking, you can earn around two, two and a half times your income versus a permanent employment job if you move to freelance work. And that's because naturally a lot of the risks involved in doing that and uh, because a lot of people uh, you know, don't necessarily go into it, it's, you know, it's just, uh, there isn't a huge supply of people doing it. But if you can kind of withstand that move and handle the situation around being freelance, and I can do a podcast just on that because I think it is such a powerful way and I think a lot of the concerns people had in going freelance is misguided and a lot of the things they think are more risky in fact i'd say a permanent job are arguably more risky in those areas but i'll leave that to a future podcast so freelance work you can earn two two and a half times what you're currently getting paid by doing that and because of the tax savings because you're working through a company and you have a lot more control on your tax you can actually get up to say three times your income right now net so huge, huge way to be able to do it. Next one, second job. So if you're doing a current job right now, on the side, you can do another job. Weekends, evenings. Now you may say, oh, that's gonna be too much work. James, I don't have time to do that. I've got a family, I've got friends, I've got a social life, that's fine. I'm not saying everybody needs to do it. But if you really wanna retire by 30 or really quickly, these are the kind of things people do. These are the kind of things I did. And a lot of people who, who, uh, who got to position in retirement at a very young age, okay? So lots of different ways, and it all comes down to how much you want this. Next one, side hustle. So instead of a second job, maybe creating a small little business on the side where you're making some money. Maybe you're selling online on eBay. Maybe you're doing some coaching on the side. Maybe you are kind of printing T-shirts and selling it through your social media. Maybe you are doing, you know, selling services in something you're passionate about, like hairdressing, like 
um, like dog walking, whatever it is, something where you can earn a bit of money on the side through a little side hustle. And you can build that money up and allow you to build wealth that much quicker. The last one I'll talk about is building an actual business. So instead of working for, for an employee or whatever you're doing right now, if you've got a business idea and you want to build that business idea, then there's a lot of risks around that and work around building a business. If you're really committed and you feel like you've got a good idea, then the potential to make huge amounts of money in business is a lot higher, hugely higher than working as an employee. So if you want to make money fast, business is a great option. But the big caveat is only do it if you're really serious about moving into business, you know the risk, you're willing to work at it and willing to fail. And I highly recommend a very powerful book called The E-Myth. If you're thinking about making that move right now, The E-Myth, very powerful book. And if after reading that book, you still want to make the move, go for it. All right, so we've got our ways of building wealth fast. The fifth thing we need to think about is about maintaining or reducing our cost of living while we're building this wealth, right? Because if we're going out and we've got all these ways, we're doing all these things to increase our income, right? So we've got more money coming in. For us to build wealth fast, we need to have our income high but we want our spending low because the difference is what we're saving and what we're saving is going towards our bucket of wealth that is building and it's building through us putting money into that bucket but it's also building from investing that okay so we want to have income high but spending low so typically the reason why a lot of people in fact most people in the world stay poor with or do not become financially free over time, even as they earn more and more income, is as we earn more income, all of these things come to us, like psychologically, for us to spend more money. It's what we call cost creep. You think, oh my God, I've just got that raise, 10% more money next year, 15% raise, I've got that bonus of 10,000 pounds, great. But then all of a sudden you realize five years later, your bank balance looks just as uh, just the same as it did five years ago. Maybe a little bit higher, but very little difference. And the reason is because your cost of living, what you're spending, is going up just as quickly as your income is going up. So the powerful way is to hold your income, hold your cost of living uh, steady while that income goes up. Or if you want to be really aggressive and you want to get retired as quickly as possible actually look for ways to minimize it temporarily over the, over the next few years while you're working to get that early retirement. If that's something you wanna be up for and kind of reducing it really, really tight, um, just temporarily, just while you're working on this so that you can get to that early retirement even quicker. Okay, so that is the fifth step. Now, last step is about bringing it all together, okay? So let's cover them quickly, five steps. First one, you wanna minimize your cost of living, okay? So the lower it is, the less you need to be able to retire, number one. Two, you wanna have a method to be able to have that money coming in to cover your cost of living where you're not having to work or work on something you enjoy and you would do, even if you didn't have to work. Even if 
you didn't need the money, okay? Third thing, you don't wanna build that wealth really, really fast so that you can put it towards those methods to uh, make you retired or to have to cover your cost of living. Four, maintain or reduce your current cost of living so that you can uh, increase the amount you're saving each month. And then five, increase your income as much as possible. So that again, you've got more to save each month to put towards your accumulation of wealth. All right, so they are the five steps. The last one, the sixth step, is about reviewing it all and putting a plan around that, okay? So once you've gone through all of that, you're looking at it and you're saying, right, okay, so I'm here, I've got X amount in the bank, and I wanna to get to retirement by, say, 30. How many years have I got? All right, so what's my plan to bridge that gap? How much money do I need coming in each month? How much money do I have to have built up in total? How long have I got? What are my different ways am I gonna do that? Put it all together. And you put a plan together that you genuinely believe that you will be able to follow and be able to get to that end point, being retired early. And this is key, you need to genuinely believe in it because if you don't, sorry, if you don't, you're not going to follow it. Part of your brain's gonna go, oh, I don't know, James, I'm not so sure this is gonna work. I'm gonna go off and have fun anyway because this isn't gonna get me what I want. You need to put a plan together where you genuinely believe it's gonna work, okay? And if you don't, then tweak it. Keep tweaking it until, until it will work. Maybe push it out a little bit further. Make it so that it genuinely is achievable or you at least believe it's achievable. And then the last piece, most important piece, you can have that plan, but you need to follow it. And consistently, it's all well and good having that plan of getting there, but it's about following it month after month after month until you get there. And that's it, that really is it. That is how you retire early, and that is how you retire by the age of 30. Well, my name is James Corsa. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please do like it, comment, let me know what you thought about it. If there's any other content that you want me to talk about in future videos, please do let me know. I'm more than happy to cover those off. And if you think anyone that you know would appreciate this video, uh, please do share that with them. I would love for you to do that. Uh, that is the best way you can kind of give back if you have got value from this uh, podcast episode. Well, thank you. That's all from me. Have a great day and see you next week.